Hi everyone, welcome back to my Pirkei Avot. It's wonderful to be back and to be able to share with you the wisdom of the ethics of our fathers of the Tanaim who put together the Pirkei Avot to share with us everything that is important that underpins what it means to be a Jew. We're looking at Perik Bet, but before we do that, just want to remind you that you can become a subscriber to my YouTube channel. All you need to do is to take your mouse and go to the bottom right hand of the screen and click on that little icon with my face on it and you can become a subscriber to my YouTube channel and be notified whenever a new video comes online. So we are Mishnah Vov of Perik Beit of the second chapter of Pirkei Avot and Hillel Hazakin. We've returned to the foundational figure of the Hillel family which went for seven generations. It was one of the most important families of the period of Chazal because every generation threw up an incredible superlative leader but now here in the second Perik, the, if you remember, the second Perik began with Rabbi Yehuda HaNasi. But now we go back to his great-great-great-grandfather and uh, we talk about some of the things that he said and he shared as the wisdom that we need to uphold in order to take forward the project that we know as Judaism. Let's have a look what he says in this, the sixth Mishnah. Uh, the fifth Mishnah, excuse me, of Perik Bet, of the second chapter of Pirkei Avot. Hu haya omer. This is what Hillel had to say. Ein bur A bur cannot be someone who fears sin. What is a bur? Does anyone know what a bur is? Do you know what a bur is? Base vavresh. A bur, well you know that in the Gemara when we talk about a boyr, which it's the same word. We're talking about a pit. A pit that is empty, that is a void. That is what a boor is. It's a human being who is a walking, talking void. There's nothing to them. They're uncouth. They have no manners. They have no standing, no bearing, no dignity. They've not concerned themselves with um, behaving as a human being should behave in public or in private. Ein bur yurei chait, says Hillel. It's not possible for somebody who is a bur, who's not worked on his midot tovot, on his behavioral aspects, to ever be somebody who will fear sin. Why would you fear sin if you're a hippie? Why would you fear sin if you don't take society seriously? Why would you be somebody who's concerned about sinning if doing the things that an ordinary person does in order to conduct themselves in an ordinary and dignified fashion doesn't do? If, you, if you're refusing to do them, you cannot be someone who fears sin. Ein bur By the way, what Hillel is doing is he's creating a build-up towards what it takes to be somebody who studies Torah. Now, you certainly can't study Torah if you're not a Yurei Chait. So, if you're a Bur, if you're somebody who is totally uncouth, who rejects the norms of society, who refuses to comply with the most basic elements of what it means to be an ordinary, 
upstanding, fine human being, then you'll never be a Yerei You won't even get to the starting line of being somebody who can study Torah. You won't even get there. You're not even there. Ein bur Yerei So if you want to be at the start line, if you want to be somebody who can be someone who can learn Torah, you've got to be a Yerei So make sure you're not a bur. Make sure that you work on your manners. Make sure that you are a person. And by the way, Perkei Avot is going to talk about what it means to be a dignified, good, um, uh, careful, sensitive human being. But we know what it means to not be that, and it's to be a boor. Ein boor yerei And in order to be somebody who, and we're going to see in the next level in a moment, in order to be somebody who can at least embark on a journey of being close to Hashem and of fulfilling his duty as a human being who's been planted on this physical universe by God, you need to be a Yerechet. And if you are a boor, if you are somebody who is devoid of any kind of objective beha- um, good behavior, what, you know, somebody would say, if you, if you see somebody who's walking around in the street, and is wearing torn or dirty clothes, then that person is a boor. Why? That person may be a wonderful person. He may have the potential to be a great individual. But as he is right now, he is a boor. Why? Because he is walking around in the street in such a way that he cannot conduct ordinary relationships with people around him. That is a boor. It doesn't mean that you're rude necessarily. It means that you are in some way repellent and repulsive. And that is a boor and ein boor yurechet. Because if you're a person who doesn't care what anybody thinks about you, for example, the homeless guy that walks around the streets and is extremely smelly or diff, you know, difficult to engage with, that person is going to do whatever they want. They don't care what anybody thinks about them because they've already abandoned any uh, semblance of being an ordinary, normal person. And therefore, they can do whatever they please. They can speak however they please and they can do whatever they would like to do. And that being the case, they will never be a Yerechet because if a sin comes in their, uh, you know, it's possible for them to commit a transgression against God, they'll just do it because they'll say to themselves, who cares, what difference does it make? I am nothing, I am nobody. By the way, you're never a boor. Everybody can progress. Everybody can transcend that uh, animal instinct of being a boor, just doing what it is that you want to do, when you want to do it, and how you want to do it. You can be a yurechet. You can be somebody who's going to hold back, who's going to not do something, who's going to know that doing that thing is going to be a negative in your life. That's very important, says Hillel. That's the first stage. That's a platform. That's an introduction. Now, from introduction, we need chapter one. What's chapter one of what it means to be somebody that God is going to take seriously? Remember one very important thing, says Hillel. If you don't have knowledge, you can't be pious. You know, I've met a lot of people 
who think they're extremely pious, but they don't know the basics of Jewish law. They have no concept of what it means to be a good Jew because they've never studied halacha. They don't know what it says in the Shulchan Aruch. They don't know what it says in the Mishnah Brura. They think that they're very special, but they are an Amhoaretz. They're very ordinary in terms of their knowledge. They're deficient in terms of what they know. And that being the case, they cannot be pious. They can't say to me, uh, excuse me, you're doing something wrong. How would you know? Just because you've taken upon yourself to do something more than everybody else that has nothing whatsoever to do with the requirements that are expected of you by the halacha. Ein am chosid. The very first stage of being a uh, good and pious individual is to make sure that you are knowledgeable in every aspect of Jewish law and in every aspect of Jewish knowledge. Once you know as much as you can know of the basics of how you are meant to be running your life and how you are meant to be, be behaving as a good Jew, then you can decide to take on any extra things for yourself. You can say, you know what, I know that, for, I'll give you an example, Pesach is always a good example. I'm a person who never eats chametz because I know the halacha that you're not allowed to eat chametz on Pesach. But I want to take on something extra. I don't want to eat gibroks. I don't want to eat any matzah that has been become wet by being dipped in a fluid in a liquid. Okay, that's a wonderful thing to do. You've decided to take upon yourself an extra thing. But by the way, do you know why you're not eating chametz? Do you know what Pesach is all about? Have you learned the halachas of Pesach? Or have you just taken upon yourself a chumrah, a stringency, without knowing the basics of Jewish law? Says Hillel Hazokin. Ein am ha'aretz chosid. Okay, you're not a boor. But you are an am ha'aretz. You don't know everything. Make sure that you acquire knowledge about what it is that you need to do in order to be a good Jew. And on that basis, you can become a chosid. You can take things further. And Hila Hazokin says something very important. Veloi habayshon lomed. You know, I am a teacher, but I'm also a learner. That means I learn from other people. How do you learn from other people? It's a very basic thing. You know, I had this today. I have a problem with my website. And I have a company that takes care of my website. And I sent them a note, you know, an email whatever it is, something online, it's an online message in which I told them that my website, this particular aspect of my website isn't working. And it's, everything's done online. It's, you know, it's one of these online panels and they send you a response and you respond via an online page. And they sent me a long and detailed message as to how I can correct the problem so that the problem will no longer be there. Anyway, I read through the message, and then I read through it again. And I read it for a third time, and I realized I had no idea what it was saying. Now, I could have tried to pretend that I know, knew what it was saying. I could have gone online and tried this or that, and tried to make sure that, that my website was working the way that I wanted it to work. But I realized I didn't know what the message meant. So I sent an email to whoever the technician was 
who was dealing with my particular problem. And I said, I have no idea what you are talking about. I'm happy to do whatever needs to be done, but I don't know what you're talking about. And until I know what you are talking about, I don't want to pretend to know, nor do I want to make any attempt to remedy the situation, because I don't know what to do. In other words, if you are a person who wants to learn, you have to be able to admit, I don't know what you are talking about to the teacher. And the teacher may be teaching you, in, it doesn't matter what the subject is, the teacher can be teaching you whatever they are teaching you, and if you're just nodding your head, you become a bobblehead. You know what bobbleheads are? They're the little dolls with a with a head on it, which just goes bubble, bubble, bubble. You know, it just moves around. Don't be a bobblehead that just nods every time the teacher says something. You've got to be a person that says, Teacher, I don't understand what you mean. Say it again. And when the teacher says it again and you still don't understand, ask him, say it again. And ask another question. And be a nudnik. And make sure that when somebody teaches you something, you know what they are talking about. Because otherwise you will never learn. You'll pretend to learn. And you may even be able, this is the weirdest thing, you may be able to repeat exactly what the teacher has told you and you still don't understand what they're talking about. Ein habayshon lamed. Nothing more important than that when it comes to Torah. If you're a bayshon, if you're somebody who's embarrassed, you're shy, you're holding back, when it comes to asking questions or admitting that you don't know something, you can never be a learner. And Torah is all about knowledge. It's all about information. And if the information is deficient, you don't know it. It's not, I know 50% of it. You don't know it at all. Ein habayshon lamed. But Hillel Hazokin continues. He says, Veloi hakapton melamed. If you're the teacher, I'm a teacher. If you're a teacher and you teach something and the student you're teaching it to says to you, uh, excuse me, teacher, excuse me, Rebbe, I don't understand what you're saying. And you say to them, listen, I've said it three times. That's enough. And I don't need to say it again. That's no good. Beloi hakapton melamed. Somebody who is fussy, somebody who is going to pounce onto their student every time their student says something and it's not what they wanted to hear they can never be a teacher you have to be extraordinarily patient very very patient with your students you've got to make sure that your students understand exactly what you're saying the student has to be re ready and willing to hear anything to hear that they don't know what they're talking about and the teacher needs to be willing and able and ready to teach again and again and again and again up to however many times it will take to teach the student that which the student needs to know. It's a two-way street. The student needs to want to learn and never be shy asking questions that will enable the information and the teacher needs to want to teach to the extent that it makes no difference that how much the student understands, they'll always be willing to explain it again so that the student understands it better. Says Rebbe, if you're somebody who devotes their life to making a living and 
the business almost consumes your life entirely, that's not going to be any good. Why? Because you're never going to become an intelligent individual by business. Business, by the way, is quite easy to learn. You know, the laws of economics are not complicated. You don't have to become a great economist to become a good businessman. You buy something at one price, you sell it at another. There's something called supply and there's something called demand. Uh, it's all very basic knowledge. You don't even... everything. What I've just told you, you don't even need to know. If you have something that people want and you're willing to sell it and the price is right, you can sell it and you can make a living. But what can happen is you, you become obsessed with making money. You can become obsessed with business to the extent that you're not willing to devote the hours and the time to be making yourself into a wise and clever and informed and educated individual. There's nothing more important than using your brain for something more than the basic functions of life. Yes, I need to walk. My brain, by the way, makes sure that I can walk, that one leg goes in front of the other, that they don't move forward at the same time. And that is extended to some of the basic aspects of life. The fact that I can buy something at one price and sell it at another, that's business. But that just means I want to make money. But it doesn't make me wise. If I want to be wise, I have to study. If I want to be wise, I have to make sure that I have knowledge. And having knowledge is not going through the basic functions of life. By the way, it doesn't matter how sophisticated that is. You know, you could be somebody who's a great expert at derivatives, at financial products. You could be working in a bank, but it's all about making money. It's not about making yourself a wise individual. Making yourself an, a wise individual is studying topics and subjects and being involved in and knowledgeable about things that you don't need to know in order to survive. And by the way, as Jews, we are commanded that you should study Torah, that you should take the Torah and study it and know it and know it even more. You should talk about it. You should make it a central motif of your life. That's never going to happen by somebody who's so involved in their business affairs that they don't have the time to devote to the study of Torah. Says Hillel Hazokin, People who are too involved in their business will never become Chachomim. And finally, he says in this Mishnah, if there is no individual in your vicinity who can be called an ish, a man. What does it mean, a man? It means somebody who is knowledgeable to a greater extent than you, somebody who you can consult, somebody who you can go to for advice, whose knowledge you can uh, seek when you're in difficulty. If you live in a place with Mekoyim She'ein Anoshim, you could say to yourself, excuse me, listen, what can I do? Nothing I can do. I live in a place where there's no Anoshim. What can I do? Nothing. Nonsense, says Hillel. Your duty and your role and your aspiration, if you're in a place where there's no Anoshim, is make yourself an Ish. You have to become a leader. You have to become somebody who's knowledgeable. Don't shrug your shoulders and say, it's got nothing to do with me. Let someone else do it. 
Let it be someone else's problem. No, you have got to make the effort. You, by the way, that same duty applies to everybody else around you. But don't say, well, if they're not doing it, I don't need to bother. You have to worry about yourself in that situation. You're in a place, ish. you have to become an ish. If there is no person who is capable of being a leader in your immediate vicinity because they don't have the knowledge, they don't have the experience, and they don't have the wisdom, then you have to acquire the knowledge, the wisdom, and the experience so that you can become a leader. That is your role. Hillel places a great burden of responsibility on all of us, every single one of us, all of you watching this video. You can be an ish. Don't rely on someone else to be an ish. Don't say when, when I've got a problem, I'm going to have to go to somebody else because I don't know what to do. You have to be somebody who can always know what to do. Now, by the way, it doesn't mean you should never consult anyone, but you should always make sure that you have the necessary knowledge in any given situation that you should be able to know what to, to, to do. And if you need to consult someone else because you want an unbiased opinion, a subjective opinion, that you can do so. But you yourself have to be somebody who's knowledgeable to the greatest extent possible. That is so important, says Hillel. You have got to be an ish in a place where there are no anoshim. Hishtadel lihiyos ish. You must be an ish. By the way, the word ish in Hebrew is the highest form of man. You know that Eskimos have many different words for snow. In Hebrew, there's a number of different words for a person. You know that the first person was not called Ish, it was, he was called Odom. I'm not going to go into the details of that now. But he was called Odom for a particular reason. But the word that we generally use for an individual, for a person in Hebrew, is the word Ish. And Ish means it's the highest form of person. We would like to be the highest form of person, wouldn't you? I would. I'd like to be the highest form of person in a place where there is no ish. And you could say to yourself, well, there were in the last generation, there were great people. But in this generation, there are no great people. So what's the point? Never say that. In your generation, make sure that you are the greatest person that you can be. And don't worry about the fact that in the last generation, there may have been greater people. Or that in the next generation, there may be some more sophisticated people. You be the best that you can be in any given situation. That is your role. Thank you so much for listening. And that is the sixth Mishnah in the second Perik of Perikei Avot. I look forward to sharing with you the seventh Mishnah in our next podcast. Thank you.